0: We are here at the end of the year, almost ready to wrap up another excellent year of podcasts, if I say so myself. Hopefully, you didn't miss me too much last week. Hopefully, some quality time with your family was more than enough to withstand uh, our little hiatus, but we're back, back in action this week. As I mentioned, episode 143, you can find the Sports Kiki Podcast wherever you can find your favorite shows. We are available On all of the platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, download, listen, rate, subscribe. Last time we spoke a couple weeks ago, the World Cup was just getting underway in Qatar, that magical, awesome place. Um, And I spoke with Dr. Nas Muhammad, who is a publicly out gay Qatari, who started, and I love this description, the LGBTQ soccer fan group that Qatar never wanted the Proud Maroons, uh, and Dr. Nas has been doing a lot of advocacy work around the World Cup and during the event as well um, on social media, doing interviews. um, As I wrote up on Outsports.com after the show was posted a couple weeks ago, um, on on the Proud Maroons' Instagram page, they're highlighting and doing story reels every day of LGBTQ Qataris who are still closeted and can't come out or, you know, just just getting their stories out there. So it's really amazing stuff. It's really brave stuff. And whenever I speak to somebody like him, and that's, I mean, I, I say this from time to time, but that really is one of the best parts about working for Out Sports and doing this podcast as well is all the really cool and interesting people that I've met along the way. And Dr. Nas Muhammad certainly is uh, right up there. And just thinking about some of the lines he said in that interview, you know, like, how is it being gay in Qatar? I mean, it's, it's not even a thing that happens. Like, as he said, there is no such thing as an LGBTQ community in Qatar. Growing up, there is no visibility whatsoever. So as he said, applying for asylum in the U.S. was difficult because in order to do that, you have to prove that you'd be persecuted back home. But it's hard to prove he was going to be persecuted back home because A, there's no record of LGBTQ people in Qatar, and B... If he publicly came out, he could never go home. So, of course, he did come out, and he's now living comfortably in the Bay Area. But, whoo still, what a story. What a struggle. And the soccer is taking center stage right now, as it should. And that's the biggest... And that's the worst thing about all of these huge international sporting events whenever geopolitics takes central stage. It's the athletes who ultimately get screwed. It happens in the Olympics all the time. The other ones who put in years and years of training, their bodies on the line in many cases, not for a lot of pay in many cases as well. Like, yes, medals can lead to endorsement opportunities and other things of the like. But in terms of getting paid for doing the sport that they love and the sport that they're great at, uh, yeah, the Olympics is really just about national pride and personal pride. And whenever their work gets distracted, it's a shame that certainly happened uh, several years ago at the Sochi Games. That happened this past winter to an extent with the Beijing Olympics as well. It's just, uh, it's, it's a real shame. It really is. And it's happening again at the World Cup. And what makes it even more maddening is FIFA has totally aided and abetted Qatar and fed into, uh, you know, and, and, and has not made life easy for their athletes at all. I mean, even right as the tournament was starting, FIFA ruled that any European team that that was going to wear the One Love armband, a pretty milquetoast symbolic gesture, but a gesture nonetheless to support LGBTQ people, had the rainbow flag on it, or the rainbow colors on it. Not the rainbow flag, not the LGBTQ pride flag. So again, trying to be subtle and get that in there despite FIFA's rules against political statements. But nope, FIFA came down. One love, one love armband not permitted, and on top of that, any captain who wears the one, arm, the one love armband would receive a yellow card, and no team wants to take that risk. And yes, you can say that LGBTQ people face persecution around the world, and you can't withstand the risk of your captain... Getting a yellow card, one yellow card to stand up for LGBTQ rights, really, and stand up for them as we mentioned, in a rather milk toast, purely symbolic way. You can't risk a yellow card. I totally understand the anger. I feel that anger, but let's not lose sight of the true, of the true enemy here, and that is FIFA. FIFA is the FIFA is the one who's inst is the organization that's instituting this rule and putting their athletes, putting their teams. In awkward situations. I still can't believe FIFA's new head, that press conference a couple weeks ago, saying European nations should be apologizing for 3,000 years before they moralize about another nation and another country's customs. I mean, that's the head of FIFA saying that outright violent discrimination against LGBTQ people is, yeah, I guess just part of Qatar's customs. Um The good news is, with all of that bad news, there's some comeuppance happening. Yes, Mexico was booted from the World Cup this week, just as Mexico fans were chanting their favorite gay slur, puto, in Qatar. So that's nice. And we have a story up on Friday on OutSports. The countries where there are same-sex rights and same-sex marriage is legalized. In gays and LGBTQ people can live freely. And those countries are faring much better than the group of death, the World Cup countries that ban homosexuality. The countries that have advanced, Netherlands, England, USA, France, Australia, Argentina, Poland, Morocco, Croatia, Japan, Spain, Brazil, and Portugal, the only one, the only country that's advanced that we would put into the group of death for LGBTQ rights is Senegal. But besides that, besides that, the nations where, the nations that are caught up at least with the 20th century uh, are faring much better. And yes, Iran, as you could expect, is in the group of death. They called for the U.S. to be expelled from the tournament this week. Not the players on Iran. That should be noted. They have exercised... Incredible bravery, not singing the words of their national anthem. I mean, their families were threatened with torture, or maybe even worse, if they didn't respect the anthem during the match against the U.S. earlier this week. So the Iranian players have just shown an incredible amount of courage here. But Iran, the country, called for the U.S. to be expelled from the tournament this week. Why? why well because u.s soccer shared an image of iran's flag without the emblem of the islamic republic and a show of support for the women in iran fighting for basic human rights protesting for now months and facing arrest facing assaults again the iranian people showing up big their country not so much but the u.s not expelled FIFA did not kowtow to that demand from an authoritarian authoritarian nation in the U.S. is in the next round. Switching gears here to Lamar Jackson, who made headlines earlier this week when he tweeted a homophobic comment to a Baltimore Ravens fan. The Ravens lost a heartbreaker last Sunday to the Jaguars. Jacksonville scored a two-point conversion At the end of the game to win it. I love that. Need to see more of it around the NFL. You're a bad team. Nothing to lose. You have the Ravens on the ropes. Go for the two-point conversion. Why not? So after the game, Lamar Jackson uh, didn't make the best decision. He was on social media. Mm -mm, That's his first mistake right there. His second mistake was actually engaging with the people who were uh, ripping him on social media. And then his third mistake was tweeting, as I mentioned, a homophobic comment to one of those said people. So someone's clapping at Jackson, and he claps back in a since-deleted tweet. Boy, STFU, you'll be capping too much on this app. Never smelt a football field. Never did shit, but eat dick. All right, there it is. That's the homophobic insult. Eat dick. You've never done shit, but eat dick. There you go, I think. How how many times can I say (laughs) can I say the dick in a row on a podcast? We'll see. Um, So that is a homophobic insult. It's not a five. It's not a three-alarm fire. It's not the equivalent of the f-word. It's not the equivalent. It's you know, it's 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 mild, but it still is a homophobic insult. And why is it still a homophobic insult? Because it's utilizing homophobia to put somebody else down. Jackson is telling the Ravens fan, he's never accomplished anything in his life except perform oral sex on other men. And that, in our beautiful heteronormative world, is inherently considered an insult because, of course, being gay and engaging in gay sex is very emasculating and no man would ever want to do that. So that is what Lamar Jackson is saying when he fires off that insult. And then afterwards, and this is my main issue here, right? Because as we've talked about numerous times on the show, whenever an athlete tweets something homophobic, makes a homophobic remark, uses casual homophobic language, and I would include this insult, eat dick, as casual homophobic language, They're not necessarily doing it from a place of malice or intention. They just don't know. And I look at this Lamar Jackson tweet, and I say, okay, not the best thing to tweet, but he did delete it. The team says they addressed it. John Harbaugh, his coach, said he addressed it with him this week. And then the next step is just some education to find out why that was offensive and then issue an apology and move on. No big deal. Well, Lamar Jackson doubled down, and this is where I started to take offense. An ESPN reporter referred to this insult as an anti-gay insult. Jackson tweeted back at that reporter, quote, and this tweet is still up. This is, defi- this is defamation of my character because not once have I ever mentioned or disrespected anyone's sexuality, sexual orientation, gender, religion, or race. You're reaching, dot, dot, dot. Well, as I just explained, Lamar Jackson did insult gay people he insulted our sexuality, he insulted what we do in the bedroom by implying that performing oral sex on another man is the weakest thing that a man can do, and thus is worthy of being made fun of. So that's what Jackson did. And, you know, a privileged straight athlete telling gay people what is and is not homophobic is the equivalent of a white person telling a black person what is and is not racist. Of course, racism, homophobia, very different things with very different histories, not even comparable, but it's the same principle. Lamar Jackson has never stood in our shoes, but yet he's telling us and telling reporters who describe his anti-gay insult as exactly that, an anti-gay insult, he's saying they're defaming his character. So my response to this, and again, I was talking with Sid Ziegler on my other podcast, I know, I'm a podcasting fool, am I not? And he says on the John Rocker scale, and I like that expression, this is a one, maybe a half, you know, half, one, 1.5 maybe, but mm, I don't know, I think closer to one. But you couple this where, again, I think education is the clear answer to Anthony Edwards' tweet earlier this season, the Timberwolves star, to an array of anti-LGBTQ behavior we've seen around sports that, again, is not necessarily – Done with malice or intention, but it's done by these athletes. And it shows that even today in 2022, soon to be 2023, education is so important. And there just doesn't seem to be enough education going around. Because if there was, and if players took it seriously, Lamar Jackson would know that telling someone you eat dick, that's an anti gay insult. And look, you tweet it, it happened, spur the moment. You're probably not in the best headspace because you're on Twitter after a loss anyway. Which again, you shouldn't be doing, but you're doing it. So that's fine. All good. But then when you're called out, just say sorry and move on. Instead, Lamar Jackson said that anybody calling him out was defaming his character. Mm, I think that's a reach. Thanks for tuning in. The Sports Kiki episode 143, Back in the Saddle. As we head towards this holiday season, as always, I appreciate all of you for keeping the show up and running because it would not be nearly as enjoyable for me to just talk to myself. If you have anything else, show ideas, guest ideas, topic ideas, you can hit me up on Twitter at Alexreamer. one is my Twitter name. That again is at Alexreamer. one So long, everybody. And I'll talk to you next Saturday.